Happy Fourth of July, woohoo! Go America, hooray for independence. Time to barbecue and gather with friends and family. Time for parade, time to light sparklers, time to wear an old timey hat, time to blow something up. Summer is really here now. I'll have a burger, a brat, and a beer, extra potato salad, please, and here we go. But wait a minute. Most of that isn't happening this year. There will be no burgers, brats, and beers with large groups of people. Not even a veggie burger. Sure, there'll be fireworks, no parades, maybe small gatherings, maybe potato salad with a few close loved ones and friends. But it all feels wrong. Maybe, maybe not wrong, just off. What are we celebrating here? Democracy is threatened worldwide. Democracy is threatened right here. There's an emerging cultural revolution. Are we celebrating independence or are we celebrating something else? What remains of the dream that is America? The 4th of July is one of those intangible days. Sure, there are outward expressions. We all know what they are. Fireworks, barbecues, patriotism aplenty. But there's a feeling behind the day and it is ingrained into most Americans from childhood onward. It's almost like uh, the 16th of September when the cry of Dolores is celebrated in Mexico, the beginning of the Mexican War for Independence in 1810, not Cinco de Mayo. But at least for most of us in this community, we don't quite know the feeling behind the cry of Dolores. Uh, but many people in Mexico certainly do, just as we know the feeling behind the 4th of July. It's ephemeral, and we approach it all in different ways. For me, if summer were an emotion, it would be best expressed by this day and weekend. The colors red, white, and blue on t-shirts and decorations, giant pitchers of iced tea and lemonade, beers and pop in the cooler, Weber grills fired up, seeing friends and family buying illegal fireworks across the Indiana border. There is an emotional fondness to all of that. Even when we have to uh, give tranquilizers to our pets and have some of those uncomfortable moments because of the fireworks, even then, it comes bundled with this feeling, this mythic celebration, the 4th of July. Now, I, I speak so glowingly of it, but you know me well enough that I think you can see what's coming. There will be ands, ifs, and buts. I want to go back to this emotion, though. However we feel about the 4th of July these days amidst pandemic and revolution, there's the reality that it is and will be for some time a grand cultural celebration. Our forefathers and mothers did win the War of Independence from Great Britain in 1776. We won the freedom to be a new nation with new ideals, the celebration of democracy and freedom of religion. We also won the freedom to have our own systems of oppression, continued slavery, women not having a vote, the genocide and oppression of indigenous Americans, just to name a few. But from that day emerged something else. And I think it has everything to do with that feeling many of us get this time of year. Have you ever been to Washington, D.C.? Ever wandered through the monuments or really any state capitol building? I remember when I was in D.C. Uh, a few years back now, I, I went on a pilgrimage of sorts through the monuments as the sun began to set. I went backwards against the hordes of crowds that were still visiting them, and I began with the Thomas Jefferson Monument. Now, to this day, I still think that was the most stunning monument, yet when I say that, it has nothing to do with Thomas Jefferson. It has to do with the construction of the building, the way the shadow of the statue could be seen as you approached, the way it lit up as the sun set. 
It didn't matter that the statue was of Jefferson. It could have been of anyone. The echo of voices and whispers under the dome, and yet a commanding silence amidst the sound. The eyes of the statue following you. It invoked a sense of reverence and awe. It was like walking into a cathedral during morning prayer. The same was true with the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial. It was like descending into a wide open mausoleum. The light and shadows of the carving, King's arms crossed, rough-hewn stone, dreams not yet realized, dreams waiting to be resurrected from the tomb. And Abraham Lincoln, climbing the stairs as he sits on the throne, climbing stairs like pilgrims in Rome. Should I kneel and pray on each step, saying a holy rosary composed of verses from the Emancipation Proclamation? These are but a few examples. The Jefferson Memorial invoked a feeling that lasted the entire circuit for me. It invoked feelings that I can only describe as religious. I was going to church. I was experiencing what some call the American religion, the American civic or public religion. Public religion is a funny thing. We don't necessarily see it, but we live it and feel it every day. We learn the stories and myths, Honest Abe, Washington in the cherry tree, Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders on horseback with a sword. We go through the motions of public piety and reverence, often without knowing, much like a non-practicing Catholic might still catch themselves making the sign of the cross when they see a statue of Mary. And then the cathedrals, in our case monuments, carefully constructed to evoke wonder, awe, to tell a very specific story and the feeling of being before indelible truths. Truths that have a name, America. And that word becomes so much bigger than any president, any citizen, any story. It's an idea, an ideal, and it's hard to argue or reason with ideals. I share all of this amidst weariness. I've said it before, I believe in our republic. But what on earth does that mean, to believe in the republic, to believe in the American way? What does it mean to say those things and yet be a radical progressive that rejects empire, that rejects systems of oppression and unchecked capitalism and cultural hegemony? I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And I feel for uh, the first time over the last many months, I can say that my faith in the dream of America is rocked to its core. And that's the good news. Like any religious belief, if you haven't been disappointed, just wait. And sometimes you need to make peace with that disappointment. There are no quick fixes where the heart is concerned. At the core of that faith I had, I still wholeheartedly believe in democracy. I am a Unitarian Universalist, and that is our fifth principle, to advocate fiercely for democracy. I believe there are regimes and systems of government and economics that are inherently evil. And here is where the tension starts to emerge. It's where faith in our republic and discontent cross paths. What does it mean when the ideas and dreams, the public religion that is the American story, what does it mean when that no longer lines up with the exploitive, unchecked capitalism of our current system? What does it mean when the government is no longer listening to the voices of the people? What does it mean when the dream that is America wasn't originally dreamt for women, black Americans, LGBTQ persons, non-Europeans? What does that say about the dream itself, about the myths we learn and tell and experience? Now, 
I don't believe we are beholden forever to the founding fathers and mothers. Part of moving through that is acknowledging their misgivings, the evils they committed along with the good, and the owning and telling of those stories. The Jefferson Monument I love so dearly in D.C., once you dig into the person Jefferson was, you notice the uncomfortable and painful parts of his story are left out of that cathedral. They're left out of the statues and whispers and quotations etched into the walls. I believe this nation created so ambitious a story and dream for itself that it will go to great lengths to squeeze anyone deemed a hero into that mold and to erase their faults to deify them. But once we get past the myth, past this domineering public religion and uh, mythos our country has, it gets real, and that's more good news. When stories and myths, and yes, even religion, when it gets real, suddenly we have skin in the game. Part of my wondering lately has been about how many Americans are so fiercely patriotic and yet unwilling to acknowledge or wrestle with the faults of our history. I wonder if it's really as simple as the fact that it's hard to reason and argue with ideals. It's hard to have a dialogue with dogma. Let's ponder that for a moment. It is hard to have a dialogue with dogma. In 1991, playwright Tony Kushner published Angels in America. It weaves together themes of religion, LGBTQ rights, HIV, AIDS, politics, patriotism, conservatism, and so much more. And I contend it is one of the most beautifully written plays I've ever read and experienced. There's one scene that comes to mind this 4th of July. It involves two characters, one named Lewis, a gay Jewish man who believes strongly in the idea of America, and Belize, a gay black man who is tired of listening to Lewis drone on and on about America. Up in the air, just like that angel, too far off the earth to pick out the details. Lewis and his big ideas. Big ideas are all you love. America is what Lewis loves. So what? Maybe I do. You don't know what I love. You don't. I hate America, Lewis. I hate this country. Nothing but a bunch of big ideas and stories and people dying and then people like you. The white cracker who wrote the national anthem knew what he was doing. He set the word free to a note so high nobody could reach it. That was deliberate. Nothing on earth sounds less like freedom to me. You come with me to room 1013 over at the hospital, Lewis. I'll show you America. Terminal, crazy, and mean. I live in America, Lewis. I don't have to love it. You do that. Everybody's got to love something. I wonder if Belize is onto something. Not that we should all yell out, I hate America, though Belize did say it with disappointment, sort of a resigned disappointment, but that we should wrestle with what we say America means and how we are actually living our lives. What happens when the ideal we celebrate and lift up doesn't match with our lived experience? Is it time for a new dream, a new story, a new celebration? That's what that scene was getting at. The idea of America is just an idea. Where are we really living? We are living in an America where people are crying out for justice in the streets once more, and if we're lucky, things will change. We are living in an America where individual opinions triumph over the common good time and time again. We are living in an America where women's health is a fight for suffrage once more. We are living in an America where we tell uh, the story we tell, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is rendered hollow by the repeated cries of, I can't breathe, hands up, don't shoot, I can't breathe. 
Here's what I believe today. I believe new dreams are possible for our country. And can you hear them? Can you hear them in the streets? Can you hear them in places you never imagined? Can you hear those dreams mobilizing and get out the vote campaigns and town hall meetings and organizing collaboratives and the sound of statues tumbling to the ground? I don't know about you, but I feel the dreams taking shape right here and right here and in my veins. People I never imagined are using a vocabulary that talks about white privilege, white supremacy, Black Lives Matter. I see people hearing the stories of massive detainment camps along our borders filled with migrants, filled with stories of abused, broken, and dying children, and they bring that story close to their hearts. They let it impact them, and they say, this isn't the America we want. Who cares what our myths say when the expression of it has nothing to do with that? Why climb the stairs to Lincoln's memorial in pilgrimage when that story, those ideals are still out of reach? Why descend and stand in the shadow of Martin Luther King Jr. when his dream was never realized and most people have never stopped to ask what new dreams black Americans have for themselves today? And we could keep going. The work before all of us is great as always. So this weekend is weird. That sums it up. Weird and heartbreaking. There are fond memories of summer, parades, barbecue, and there is a profound disappointment with a glimmer of hope that we are experiencing right now. And that what we are experiencing right now is no passing unrest, but a cultural upheaval, a cultural awakening, a cultural revolution. A revolution that brings independence, life, and liberty to all who call this country home. As Tracy Chapman said in her song earlier, revolution starts with a whisper. And in the United States of 2020, it starts with a gasp for air. We the people didn't mean everyone when those words were penned. It doesn't mean they cannot be reclaimed and proclaimed anew. And so hear now the words of the poet Polly Murray. Polly Murray was the first black woman to be ordained an Episcopal priest in this country. And this is from her only collection of poetry called Dark Testament. And the poem is titled Prophecy. She writes, I sing of a new American, separate from all others, yet enlarged and diminished by all others. I am the child of kings and serfs, freemen and slaves, having neither superiors nor inferiors, progeny of all colors, all cultures, all systems, all beliefs. I have been enslaved, yet my spirit is unbound. I have been cast aside, but I sparkle in the darkness. I have been slain, but live on in the river of history. I seek no conquest, no wealth, no power, no revenge. I seek only discovery of the illimitable heights and depths of my own being. Rest in those words this 4th of July weekend. Rest in these words when Juneteenth visits us again. Rest in these words every time you see an American flag, a show of patriotism, a feeling of pride or disappointment in your country, every pilgrimage to some holy site in the American story. Are we enlarged and diminished by all others? Do we find we have dignity and yet work for the common good? Are our spirits unbound? Do we sparkle in the darkness, for darkness is dazzling and nothing to fear? Do we seek discovery? What are we going to discover in the United States? Are we ready? 
Are you ready? Blessed be.